looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Ross. All right, here's the deal. All right, let's do this. What's going on? You need to be ready today because today we're going to bring it. The people need some fun. I'm with you. Yeah. They need some good moments. They need some chills. They need some laughs. We're going to do all of that. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to get fired up here with a little music. I'm excited. Though we're going to, I need you to sing along. People, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, no one's mowing their lawn yet, I don't think. But if you're listening to your, your riding lawnmower, turn it up, your car, turn it up. Wherever you are, turn it up. Sing with us. It'll make you feel better when we do this all together. Ross is looking at me like, what is this song, man? Oh, I have to know it to sing along to it. You know this song, but it doesn't matter. We're just going to do a little, little pump-up today. This is like the warm-ups before the calisthenics class begins. Okay? Is this a song everybody knows? Well, everybody cool knows it, but it doesn't matter. The point is, Ross, you just got to turn it up, baby. Ross, let me know when you know who this is. You're going to get it by the voice. Ross is looking for clues. You should see the look on his face right now. If you know it, you better be singing it. I've never heard this song. Was the one thing I couldn't find. And you were there at the time. Where Come on, Ross. I need you. We're building it up. Get up, Ross. Get up. You're so disappointed. No idea what you're doing here. What is that? Lincoln Park, man. Dude, I, come I, on. I, Brecky's in the background. He knows what it is. Geez. Wow. Welcome to the you show, like, everybody. You really like Lincoln Park. I thought that was like something brand new that I was missing out on. That no, that's from like brand new 2002. Welcome. To wow. The show. Welcome to the show. You love you some Lincoln Park. Oh, man. That's a great cartoon there. Didn't one of those guys you just die? Oh, yeah. He killed himself. You say that with more enthusiasm than you should. Oh, also. it's depressing because I don't get any more Chester. So what was what, his name? So you wanted to, you wanted, you're like, hey, we're going to make everybody happy. We're going we're to cheer everybody <laughs> up. We're going to do a song everybody can sing along to. And then you play a song by a dude that committed suicide. Yeah, but okay. he brings it, man. Yeah, I can and tell. That's you this, brought it. That's what this episode's about, man. You got to bring it. I think that was more about you wanting to bring it. 
I want everybody to bring it right now. I'm sick of the moping around. I'm sick of all the depression that's going on. Yeah, he did kill himself because he was depressed. <laughs> yeah, jeez. You know, that's irrelevant to I this conversation, I had no idea to what you were doing there, dude. I honestly, I thought that was a brand new song that I was supposed to know that I would hear on Kiss on the way home. That was on like, Kiss? Back in the day? Yeah, I, I thought, I meant, you meant like today. Like I was going to hear Taylor J say, brand new song from Kelly J, no. whatever. No, no. And it's Linkin Park. I know a lot of Linkin Park songs. That's not, not one of not, them. Not seven minute abs, six. <laughs> Step into my office. Get with the program, man. Well, well like, uh, okay, so Linkin Park's all right. And I, oh, and I there we go. I, know, I, didn't, I never said I didn't like Linkin Park. They're okay. Park. I like Linkin Park. The band that I like that I guess is a, a guilty pleasure yeah. where people, when I say it out loud, there are a lot of people that are like, are you serious? I always thought Offspring was kind of a, a yeah. kick-ass band. I liked a back, lot of their... Back in high school? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mid-90s. They had a big hit. But when I say that to people, I'm like, oh, man, I always... You know, there's a couple Offspring songs that I kind of like. I don't, like. See, I don't know how deep your musical tastes go. This is a show about positivity. Yeah. It's about getting people uh, in the right frame of mind, get you on the right track. There's a lot to be, like, bummed about right now. Yeah. So, including, if you don't know uh, who... This band is. You get a shot of redemption. You ready? All right. Here you go. We'll do this. Just say yes. Just say there's nothing holding you back. Just say yes, buddy. All right. That kind of sounds like Coldplay, but it's not. It's not. I don't, again, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, man. I'm sorry. I'm 0 for 2 on you. I've, I've never heard that song before. That's a little band called Snow Patrol. Never heard of that band. Chasing Cars. You've heard that song before. 100% you've heard that the song really before. The really slow one. Yeah. Chasing yep. Cars. That's, that's Snow song. Patrol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they got a few hits. That's uh, a song if, called... If, that's good. That one's good. If I Lay Here, yeah. If I Just that's Lay... That's Snow Patrol. God, that's a slow song, yeah. too. So that's the same wow. band, Snow Patrol. Just okay. Say Yes. Sticking with the uh, positivity okay, so that, vibe. So that can't be too old then, right? That's got to be just a... Just Say Yes is probably five. six, seven years okay. old. Okay. All right. Somewhere, somewhere yeah, in that ballpark. That's, that's pretty, getting pretty old, then. Yeah. Jeez, All right. I suck at this. All right, ready? It's amazing what kids do to your life. Man. All right. All right, go ahead. This is going to be your last chance, man. Uh, this is uh, all the music I hey, queued one, up. This is my happy music One for today. three makes me a Hall of Famer in baseball. Let's all right. Go. We're going to get to some baseball here in a little bit. All right. I've, well, I, don't, I was going to say, because you're a good friend of mine, that I have faith in you. But right now, yeah, I'm losing, right now I don't. And part of the reason right. is, part of the reason is I'm playing some B-tracks here. Okay. Now, this one, if you don't get it within three seconds, you're probably not going to get it. Now, I'll let you listen to uh, a little bit of the lyrics, but okay. you should be able to get it from intro if you've heard this song. Here we go. Ross is going frowny face on me. Gonna let it, gonna let it roll here for a second. People that know this song, this band, are screaming at you, Ross. It's all about the feel-good music today. All right, I'm going to let you get a little bit of chorus here, a little, little bit of first verse. Tell me when you know it. Here comes the voice. Now that sounds like Coldplay. Coldplay! Lovers Which, in Japan. So, 
I should have. Uh, I mean, I should have guessed that right away because it had that that initial start of it has that Pink Floyd feel. A little fun music intro. It, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just got that kind of. Uh, I don't know. Almost high school stoned. Go to the laser light show at the science center intro, and so I and the only band that has done that. Go to the to science center did you, the intro. Sci- did you ever go to the science center and do the laser light show, Bensi? You, uh, you? you know what did I remember? You go to the science center light shows. You know what I remember Dude. about the uh, the old uh, science center was the pendulum. Yeah, right. The the giant the pendulum, the swabby pendulum, and, and it was a clock. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool thing. It it got moved. They did. That, well, I shouldn't say it got moved. It they replicated it at the new one. Do you know that? It's hidden. No, I don't it's, think I found dude, it. Where is so it? So when you walk into the science center, you have to go left, like you're going down to the IMAX theater. Okay. And then it's down around the entrance of the IMAX theater. But it's the same thing. And you can't it's a, do that today. I think it's closed, Ross. Like everything else in the world. Yeah. Right. It sucks. Yeah, way to, bring, um, way to bring us all down. Well, I'm going to bring us back up now. You know yeah. what? One of the things that's helped me, so I made this comment the other day, and I don't mean to be a, a dick about it. You know, I am a dick sometimes. I admit that. Uh, but I told somebody the other day, uh, I can't remember who, but I said, you know what? When it comes to the coronavirus, uh, mentally, I'm kicking the shit out of this thing right now. Okay? Now, I realize and one of the reasons we're doing this, having some fun today, is that a lot of people are not. Yeah. Right? Right. So I was thinking to myself, why? Why am I kicking the shit out of this thing right now? Meaning I'm not depressed. I'm not going to sleep depressed. I'm not waking up depressed. You know, I'm handling things okay. Part of it is obviously liking what I do for a living, still being able to do it, which is a big, big plus. But the other part is just what are you putting in your mind right now, right? I wrote a post the other day about gratitude is the attitude, my friend. When you are grateful for something, in the moment, Ross, if I say think of something you're grateful for right now and you put that in your mind, you cannot be fearful and worried at the same time. Can't do it. Your brain's only going to focus on that moment of gratitude. Oh, now, that's you can, very, you're, ab, you're, you're absolutely right that that's what happened. You can you come out of it, right? Yeah. So the key yeah, reality, is, reality sets back in. So the key is yeah. to focus on those moments of gratitude, right, and all the little things, and it can be little things right now. Like one of the things I'm grateful for right now is I live on a golf course and right behind the, the house is a pond and uh, the, the geeses be having some sex this time of year, <laughs> right? So everywhere I look... Are you grateful for geese sex? Every, everywhere <laughs> I look, everywhere I look, Ross, they're like paired up. They're floating together. They're building their nests. They're protecting their babies. They're hissing at me when I walk by, right. you know? But it's just nature, Okay. I went on a family walk the other day, and I just put the phone away, which for me in this business is rare. Put the phone away. Beautiful sunny day out with my kids, right? And I focused for like 60 seconds on the sound of all the birds that were out chirping, right? The birds don't care about coronavirus. It's not on their mind, right? And just thinking about something as simple as birds chirping and how cool of a noise that is when they're singing, right? It's spring. It's the beginning of baseball normally, not this year. But those little moments, the more of those you can collect and think about and keep with you, the more likely it is you're not going to go down these rabbit holes of this will never end and baseball will never come yeah. back. And, guys, this will end. Yeah. Baseball will come back. There's no question about it. But another thing that I'm focused on is humor. 
got to try to find humor wherever you can right now. I don't know if you've ever come across this clip. This is a news clip, Ross. You might have heard it. I'm sure many people have not. This is from a newscast, um, and I'm just going to let the news anchor take the rest of this away. Scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. man also told police others in the room laughed understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. <laughs> Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? This male Do news anchor now, no. <laughs> now gets the giggles for about two minutes. Mark, I, I've, I've heard that before. But there was something in the beginning. I'd never, ever heard the, the other guy's laughing in the very beginning of the clip before until listening to it through that. And I'm not sure if other people could hear that, but oh, he knew very, it was coming. He knew it was coming. And I've, I, it took, once I realized what it was and the, yeah, I've heard that clip. That's a great one. That's really good. The, um, uh, now I want to just say phrases like fixing to blow it up. It's just, uh, I just, See, here's what I, great. here's where I thought you were going to go with that. The, the funniest news clip I've ever seen in my life. Stephen Colbert played on his show. And it was where a uh, a guy, a, a news station, got a report about uh, a Malaysia, the Malaysian airline that had gone down. I don't, I don't oh yeah, I know, yeah, no, I would know exactly where you're going. And they called, they reached out to the uh, uh, FAA. I'm gonna right? I'm gonna look these names up for you. Right, I know to see going. if if they could verify the names of the captain, pilots, pilot, yeah. pilot, co-pilot, and captain of the plane. And they uh, they named the pilots. They they read the names of the pilots on the air, and it was bang. So this is this is a- Asiana Flight Two Fourteen. Yeah, let me see if I can get these right. Okay. It was bang ding ow. You're one for one. Uh, we so low. Uh, we we too low. <laughs> we too low. Mm-hmm. And the last, I don't remember the third one. There's two more. It was Captain Sum Ting Wong. <laughs> Sum Ting Wong. Yeah. And then Ho Li Fook, yeah. as they pronounced it on the air. They, now, uh, as the story goes, someone got fired. They <laughs> over apparently this called the FAA to say, hey, can we verify these names? Was the captain's name we some Sum Ting Wong. Wong? And some guy at the FAA went, Sure. <laughs> Run with it. Oh, man. I think the teleprompter guy got fa- canned. I'm, the, I'm not sure if the, uh, if the on-air no, talent got the, they fired did not, or not. Mark, the guy, they, so what, what happened was they were able to, because the, the, this story became a big deal, and Stephen Colbert covered it pretty yeah. ex- extensively. The station was able to prove that they had actually reached out to somebody at the FAA. Nobody at the FAA could ever, they based, the FAA said, listen, an intern must have answered the phone. We don't know who it was. And I think it essentially gets marked off as, you're the idiots for even calling to verify this. We yeah. don't blame our guy that's answering real phone calls He's obviously for telling you, to, yeah, to telling you to piss off. Yeah. That, no, that's, that, that's, a, that's hilarious. All right. So, hey, what we're going to do, so I asked you, and you happen to name one that I already had going. So, 
uh, this is about feel-good moments today, mm-hmm. right? And I think most people listening to this are probably sports fans. That's probably how they found us originally. So we're going to play a little bit of uh, sports history here for you, some, some clips. Um, and I would say a lot of these, depending upon the person, are chill-inducing, right? Some of the most memorable sports calls of all time, okay? We're going to see how you feel about these, Ross. I've got a few of them uh, queued up, ready to go. You don't know which ones I'm going to play. So I'm going to play them. I'm going to r- let them run in their entirety. And then we can talk about uh, the call, the breakdown of the call in the moment. Where were you? Do you remember when these things happened, mm. right? Yeah. Because all of these were certainly during our lifetime. I didn't do anything that was too far back. The last one I'm going to play, I saved especially for you just because you're my friend. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Knowing you, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. So. Oh, Ross, you can trust me. All right, here we go. <laughs> Sports Cup number one, we'll let it play, and you should uh, be able to quickly identify which games these are. And these are uh, classic, classic sports calls. The Titans have a miracle left in them in what has been a magical season to this point. If they do, they need it now. Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Pitches it it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. He's got something. He's got it. He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! What year was that? 94? Going off of memory. uh, It seems too early. I was thinking it was... 2001? I was thinking it was like 97. I don't know. Well, I had a computer in front of me. (laughs) So a, a couple of things uh, there within within any given call, there's the moment uh, of the of the call, and that one for me, it's there are no flags on the field. Yeah. The way he says that emphatically, I've seen that play a lot. I think it was an illegal play. There's there's uh, my take. Well, yeah, the the I think the, it was a forward the, pass. The forward pass across the field. Ah, uh, man, I can't even re- I can't even picture it clearly enough in my head mark to remember if i had a take on it being a, a forward pass or not my i but I, I feel like you're right that when you see it 1999 broke down 99 yeah <laughs> yeah i uh, just I, yeah. I i think that um and i'm looking here from where it, he well yeah you're looking at it now well, so you, I'm just got, at the. At, 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 I, I don't think you know. Maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of the allure of it is that it. Uh, it's got that thing. I that, I wouldn't. If you asked me to name five things about it about that play, I would not have put the fact that it, that's just not one of the things I think about with that play for some. Oh, reason. really? Yeah, I don't know why. I re, I remember it. I re, in fact, I probably should have been able to remember that it was ninety nine. Not that I necessarily remember where I was, but I can. I remember kind of processing this with the guys that I lived with at that time. Um, uh, and I don't, I don't remember thinking necessarily that it was you know, a forward pass, but I do remember this, just the insanity of it, the improbability. And it is a fun call. Not only, I think you're right. The most distinctive part of it is the, there are no flags on the field. The other part is the color guy just going, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Those are the best moments. We've got another one coming up that's certainly going to fit that same bill where both people are going nuts at the same time, which is great. You like that human emotion. You, love, you love Ron Santo. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. if they're not, they're not your uh, network broadcast guys. They're the team guys. 
Yeah. And then they're way, way into what's going on in the field. Okay, so this next one, um, I, was, I was watching the movie on this the other night with my son for the first time. And I was watching it, and it gave me chills then. I was listening to this clip earlier. gave me chills again. This is not one that I was, I was alive, but not, it wasn't anything because I was so young at the time, and so were you. So this is a story that we came to know later in, in life. That's my phone. Sorry about that, everybody. I got Bluetooth turned on on my phone for some reason. Turn, turn, I'll turn that off. Um, hold on. I'm trying not to screw up the whole podcast. I think we're okay now. Um, so... Yeah, we're still recording. Good. Um, so here we go. It's a shorter clip, much shorter, but this one is chill-inducing, and especially when you're a fan of uh, this country where you live. There, the puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in This is your David and Goliath moment. Yeah, this is the, like, I mean, growing up when we did, Mark, this was uh, a moment that was, like, bigger than life. I mean, it, it was, it, it you know, again, probably a lot of propaganda that we were victim to during yeah. that time. But the, there's a lot of truth in that, in that story that's, propagandized which is the united states was not in a good place they were a, a an amateur group of amateurs the russians were using professionals they had by far the better team they had just smoked the u.s yeah. a, a couple days or, or weeks like 11 I mean, like, to 2 or so, something yeah, crazy ran them off the ice yeah it's crazy in hockey yeah it's crazy it's what that's what in 110 to 7 in football like it's just insane how much better you have to be to beat a team that bad in hockey. In the movie, by the way, Herb Brooks, the coach, goes to the goalie and says, I'm thinking about pulling you out because he has sucked. And he's like, that's my net. He says, right now, that's everybody's net. Yeah. Great line. Probably wasn't written in real life, but in the movie, fantastic line. Yeah, right. Fired I imagine it's probably one of those things like uh, it's a, that's a hockey saying, you know what I mean? And they so they found a way to get it into the yeah. movie. Right? Yeah. Uh, but an amazing story, an amazing call. It's That's one like... If you're a sports fan above the age of about 25 or 30, maybe, and you hear the first instant of that, you should know that that's Al Michaels. You yep. should know that that's the miracle on ice. And you should know exactly how that thing is going to end. It's just amazing. And it is. there's also just so much cool stuff about that, Mark. About, I mean, and again, I, in the movie they cover a lot of it about why they decided to even cover that game because mm -hmm. it was just kind of a – it wasn't yep. going to be a deal. Um, and it was not the championship game. It was not, that's another thing a lot of people forget or, or think that it was the gold medal because the way it was celebrated and everything. Yeah. They had to go on and beat, was it Switzerland? Sweden. Sweden, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's just a really cool story, no doubt. That's an iconic moment. Like if you, it, when you asked me, you sent me a thing this morning that said, what are, what are some calls that give you the chills? Yeah. Well, I get the chills pretty easily. Uh, I mean, like, I watched Forrest Gump with my son last night. The thousandth time I've seen that movie, I probably cried seven times during which, Forrest Gump. Uh, which part gets you, specifically? Oh, there's so many. There's so many in that movie. I mean, other than the obvious when Mama dies. You know, that's sad. Yeah, when Jenny dies. Those are the sad ones. Um, you know, I get sad for... How about when Forrest meets his son? Yeah. That's a sad... 
Well, you know, and he, he asks, is he Izzy, like me? Yeah, is he smart? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, there's just, but that movie, I get to chills pretty easily, but Miracle on Ice is the first one that pops into my head when you ask me that. But the other ones are ones that I don't think I could even go and find. Yeah. Um, went to a game down in St. Louis a couple years ago with my son, and we won the chance to go up into the press box. Mm-hmm. And we, we, got, we were invited down there because of KXNO and being a radio affiliate. And Andrew Downs let me take Eli down there. And we went down, and we Eli's name was pulled out of a hat to get to go up into the broadcast booth and watch them broadcast an inning. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And while we were in the booth, got to meet Red anyway, He's like a Hall of Famer. He's a legend. Anyway. Yeah. He was in the booth. He was like 105 years old at the time. But while we were in the booth, Mike Adams hit a home run for the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and it was the longest home run hit by a left-hander in Bush Stadium at the time. Okay. So I could go back and probably find this call if I really wanted. We were in the booth when it happened. Yep. Um, that was a really cool – That was a, so that, that's a chill inducer. But the one that, like Benson, you can hear him in the background taking calls right now. <laughs> he's such Which a loud I mean, talker. But the guy, he's working. Give him a break. Yeah. I'm excited to go fishing with him because, man, I have so many – when you ask me about these things, the the first one that pops into my head is not even the Miracle on Ice. It's a day about six years ago mm-hmm. in the middle of June. Actually, it would, it would, have, been, uh, it would have been September because yeah. that's when I went fishing with my buddy. So it would have been September. Yanks were playing the Twins. CC was pitching up in Minnesota. Uh, we were fishing out on Lake of the Woods. It was a beautiful day. It was 75, 80 degrees, light breeze. We just slayed fishing all day, man. We just murdered them and listened to CC throw like a two-hitter. Yeah. And that I can just I can close my eyes and remember the perfect day. Just be yeah, man. It was driving coming back to shore that day, the sun setting. I still have pictures on my phone of that day because it was like that euphoria of my God, man. This life can't be better yeah. than this moment right yeah. here, man. I've had yeah. such a perfect day. Well, we're talking about the gratitude angle of things, yeah. and obviously that is uh, huge right now. All right, next clip, we're going to the game of baseball. All right, now I'm going to let this play because I want to get your take on whether this is a a great call. Okay, it's going to take a little while to play this thing. Great call or or not based on what you're about to hear. Sacks waiting on deck, but the game right now is at the plate. Yeah. 
is perfect. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. All right, Ross, so there you go. That's an unedited take of that call. That's at least a 30-second pause. Oh, it's longer now, than now that. You're, now, you're a broadcaster. It's longer You've than done that. It. I want your thoughts on that call. Dude, you're not going to like this. I can tell. That's perfect. That is beyond perfect. That is a master's class in what you're supposed to do in that moment. That's, that's an iconic moment. That you don't hear a name. If you don't know what that moment is, <clears throat> you have no idea. You don't know who that guy is that he that, that was saying that, that you only heard, what, 20 words, if that? And then silence. Yep. So you would think it's easy to be like, man, this guy blew that call. Dude, that's absolutely perfect because who you're talking to when you're Vin Scully and you're on the Dodgers radio network, yep. you're talking to Dodger fans, okay? Mark, what did you do in the moments after the Cubs won the World Series? And I mean, I mean, in that moment, yeah, I, you emoted. I cried. You you emoted, man, and all of us did. And, and when the Yankees won the first time, I did. That's why when you asked me the moments to take my breath away, I don't even know. I I've heard the call of Charlie Hayes catching the pop fly. You know, Char- Hayes is under it. That's not. That's a blur. That's a blur, and I'm sure it's the same for you. Whatever you were watching, if it was Joe Buck on Fox, if you had Pat and Ron, or Ron wasn't with him, but if you had Pat Hughes on, you don't remember that. because And, and Vince Scully is so far ahead of everybody else that he knows stuff like that. That What I say right now is just white noise. It's lost. So there's no point in saying anything. One of the things I wrote to you this morning, right, is... Something that makes me like I will I I can get choked up thinking about it, man. I remember this moment a couple years ago. I did I used to do this thing called the WHO tractor ride. It was like a rag bri for tractors, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And WHO radio would put it on. And uh, my buddy Steve Locker and I, his son Will, uh, his, all of his kids are musicians. And Steve's an amazingly talented man. But he and I would like drive these shuttles. We'd drive farmers back and forth from their tractors to their hotels. And we'd get up at like five in the morning and we'd do this and then we'd, we'd stay up until like midnight getting these guys back and then we'd get up and do the same thing all week long. And it was fun. We loved it. And one night, it's, man, it's like 1130 at night and we're waiting in a hotel drive through for guys to unload their bags or whatever it is. And Steve is flipping through the AM radio and it's going, and pretty soon it goes, I go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, go back. And he's like, that was, that was static. And I said, no, that was crowd noise. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was the crowd. And he clicked back and, you know, and it went, and I said, keep it there. And it was crystal clear. I could hear it. I knew what it was. It was just that, that sound. And it wasn't even people, cr- it's not the go crazy. It's, yeah. the, it's that noise of baseball. Yeah. It's just people. And... And sure enough, man, 10 seconds into this dead silence, you heard 2-2 two, two, the count on the batter, and it was a crystal clear radio signal of a baseball game. I don't remember what the game was, but it's, it was a moment of like... the murmur. It was, and I don't even care. It didn't matter, it, and it never did. Listening to baseball, to me, it never mattered what teams it were, 
who was yeah. playing or, or I mean, who was broadcasting the game. It was that sound. Baseball on the radio is one of the most peaceful experiences that there it's is. The, and that's why. Dri- driving, if I'm driving up to Okoboji, three-hour drive right. in the summertime, and you get a baseball game on the air. One of the coolest things I did was with XM, being able to tune into other teams, teams that you're not familiar with. You're not familiar with their broadcasters. Right. And just listen to their Love take, that. right? That's That was one of the reasons I fell in love with Vin Scully. Because at night, the Dodgers would be on, and I could do my, uh, either through MLB Network or through XM, um, you could listen to the Dodgers yep. broadcast. And it was so easy to fall asleep listening to that guy. Yep. I mean, you just had to. So let's put a bow on that game because we do have younger listeners, and we yep. take, we take uh, for granted that they know what the hell that was. So we were 10, Ross, when that happened. So that was uh, game one of the 1988 World Series, Oakland A's versus the Dodgers. On the mound, you had Eckersley, who had one of the best seasons ever for a closer, um, and who had been dominant. And up to the plate steps Kirk Gibson, who is hobbled. And when I say hobbled, this guy has a noticeable large limp, and he has not been able to play recently, right? Got he's, hurt he's in pinch the, hitting. Got hurt in the uh, NLDS, right? Yeah. Or no, that was for the ADS. It got hurt in the NLCS. He's, he's basically up there on one leg. Yeah. Batting, and that's not. If you watch the clip of this, go to YouTube if you haven't seen it. If you watch the clip, he is swinging with one leg, right? And and he ends up hitting a home run, which is improbable. But when you watch this, after Ross, hitting like after hitting the most meager foul balls yeah. you've ever seen. And here's the cool thing about this, Ross: from the moment they show him walking to the plate to the moment that he's done hitting this, this is a ten minute sequence between pitcher and batter. It takes ten minutes for him to get through this at bat. Foul ball, stepping in, stepping off, you know, all of that stuff, right? It's not yeah, like... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's 10 minutes of it's video. A, this battle took forever. That's a half inning. <laughs> it's a long that's time. A, that's an entire But the whole inning. time, you're engrossed in the drama. So yeah. it doesn't feel that long. But that one is great. The backstory of that makes it just so amazing. Like uh, some of the stuff you laid out there. That Eckersley was... If, for ki- if you weren't... 10 years old at the time. You don't know. He was Mariano Rivera before Mariano sure. Rivera. Like that guys were getting out in the batter in the on deck circle. It was like, well, I'm facing Eck. I'm yep. done. Yep. The dude was just amazing. Gibson had been an MVP and I think might have even been the MVP of the 88 season. I'm not sure about that, but he he was a really good ball player, but he got hurt and was I mean, shouldn't probably have even been on the World Series roster. In fact, I think it's the only at-bat he had in the entire World Series was that one plate appearance against he was He was the National League MVP, MVP that year. He was year. the MVP in 88? Yep. And So he gets hurt in the, in the NLCS. I think sliding into second jams his knee, if I remember. I'm kind of going, I, I might be wrong about some mm-hmm. of that stuff. But he... Yeah, the Bob way Bob Costas tells the story in the Ken Burns documentary series of baseball about Gibson being in the in the dugout and in the little clubhouse behind the dugout, they had a batting cage and he's taking hacks and he's grunting with every swing. And Tommy Lasorda goes down there and says, you know, Gibby, what do you think? And Gibson says to him, Coach, I got one good swing in me. Yeah. Like it's it, it it's just yeah. amazing. And then he goes out there and you watch him swing and you're like, this guy has no shot. I mean, you almost felt like Dennis Eckersley was taking it easy on him. It play, he, it plays as fiction. It really does. And then he gets the barrel of the bat on the ball, and as Bob Gibson or Bob Costa says, like you're 
only question is, can he get around the bases? He's that hobbled. Yeah. And he's, it's just... A, and he's the, doing an iconic the, fist pump. Oh, gosh, it's the coolest thing. Emphatic. And I'm not even a Dodgers fan, but I can certainly appreciate that. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take you to another baseball memory here. Right. We're 14 years old at this point. Before I play this, can you tell me what I'm about to play? Joe you? Carter hitting a home run against Mitch Williams. No, right season, though, I think. This is earlier. Same playoffs, earlier. Unless you're thinking about 93, because the, the Blue Jays won in 92 okay. and 93. Yep, uh, that, and so I'm probably, I don't know where you're going here with this. All right, we're going to Atlanta. A lot of room in right center. If he hits one there, we can dance in the streets. The 2-1. Swung line drive left field. One run is in. Here comes Breen. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Game seven walk off, Ross. Against the Pirates. Is there... Okay, can I... Can Francisco we just Cabrera. Francisco with Cabrera. With the hit, two Barry Bonds. Right. Playing right. left field. Exactly right. Sid Bream, who is slower than a sack of potatoes, hustling around second, coming into home, and the play at the plate is close. All right, I used to do a radio show on uh, Sunday nights, and it was, ca- it was called Ross and Rusty, and it was with my buddy Rusty Putnam who's about uh, well, 50, uh, I think, my, yeah, yeah, a little over 50 right now. Rusty is a comedian in Des Moines. He's one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Um, he does a lot of, like, uh, he's also a musician, so he does a lot of, like, musical comedy. He's been a lot of, part of a lot of really successful comedy troops over the years. And Rusty had this idea way before it's time, man. What a, what a brilliant... We should just bring back some of this stuff now because it's, uh, it was so good. Rusty was doing... We were doing sports comedy on the air, okay? And uh, part of it was really bits, really bit heavy. One of them that we used to do every year, every week. Do you remember the guy that pitched for the uh, twins named Boof Bonzer? <laughs> that name does sound familiar. So we would... Uh, Boof. You know, I was always kind of the straight man, and, and, and so all of a sudden this clown music would start, you know. it's time for the Boof Bonzer Report. <laughs> I'd be like, man, Rusty, what are we doing here? And he's like, come on, Ross, all the, all the kids want to know about Boof. How's Boof doing? And he, the guy was a middle reliever, so it'd be like, all right, this week he had a third of an inning. Uh, he had a walk and, uh, and gave up a run. Uh, way to go, Boof. <laughs> Boof still has a job. Yeah, and it would, you know, that's the Boof Bonzer report. So one of the things that Rusty came up with was about this moment in time. That this was the moment, and I think he's on to something here. That this was the moment that Barry Bonds decided to start taking steroids. Okay. I mean, Sid Bream... Couldn't throw out Sid Bream. Sid Bream. Rusty's line was, he was slower than a euthanized cat. <laughs> like that, and the guy was hobbled. We talk about Kirk Gibson barely getting around the bases. Sid Bream looked like that daily. <laughs> Sid Bream. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the slowest guy in MLB. It was ridiculous. And he hits it to a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It, it's not deep left field. It's Francisco Cabrera left yeah. field. You're yeah. playing a moderate left field with Sid Bream, not on third. On second. He's on second. Yep. The ball gets to him quickly. Bonds comes up, and 
weak arms a throw that throws two hops, a middle offline. Mike, Mike Lavalier, I believe, was no, the catcher. catcher Could have been. And he and and Sid Bream gets in around the tag, and and I feel like there is some real credence to the idea that that was the moment that Barry was like, you know what, I'm never being embarrassed on the baseball field again. Yeah. I'm not going to be Sid Bremed. That's not going to be the career ever again, right? The, uh, the so that's one for me that's always been chills, ever ever since it happened. And my dad was a Braves fan. I was not a huge Braves fan. They were like the secondary team for me. Is that why it was? Because it was a big moment in the house, maybe. But also, I was 14. Yeah. You know, at that age, you're really kind of primed into what's going on if you like baseball. So yeah. I was probably really, really, really into that series at the time. Um, but that one's always stood out. All right, let's go. Got a couple more for you here. One specifically for you. We'll end up with that one. We're gonna go back to football. This is a perfect example of the Homer broadcasters, both talking over each other, both freaking out, all right? I'm going to take you to 2003, Ross. Do you have any idea where we're going here? Uh, okay, this is, is this the last one? Because you told me the last one was when you were saving a special no, for me. No, no, this is second to last. Crap. Yeah. This is the, pen, <laughs> this is the penultimate, Ross. Look right. up that word, kids. Penultimate? Yeah. What does penultimate mean? Next to the last. Oh. The episode oh. before the series finale is the penultimate episode. Oh, that's a good word. Wow. I'm right, surprised here. that you know that. Here we go. Yes, if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to oh run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. Ran away. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl in the most unbelievable fashion you will ever see. I cannot believe it. 34-28. And we thought a miracle at Jordan-Hare was amazing. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Chris Davis just read it. 109 yards. And Auburn is going to the championship game. Now, the other guy sounds like he's about to blow his load. He's back okay. there moaning, freaking out. I'm so glad that you... 2003 Iron Bowl. First the game of all, is tied, no, not, by the way. Okay, you're throwing people off because when you said 2003, I was freaking out. And then the whole time that clip is playing, I'm in my head, I'm like, God, that was 17 years ago? No, it wasn't. Is it not 2003? No, it was 2013. Oh, maybe I wrote down my <laughs> zero looks like a one here. No, no. That was the no, no, no. I verified it. I did write down 2003, not only once but twice, Ross. I'm gonna have the, to. The I'm kick gonna, six I'm, was the I'm final gonna, play of the 78th Iron Bowl. I'm gonna have on, to on November 30th, check 2013. With the on this one. 2013, because there's no way that was 17 years ago. No, Seven not, years not, ago. Now I'll that believe. you say that, that does sound correct. I'll believe that. Yeah, because Chris Davis is like still in the league. Is he? That announcer sadly is dead. By the way, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he died in a car crash. Well, I'm, I am glad that you you. You kind of set my brain in a good frame there before, we, because you said the guys were talking over each other. So I was intentionally kind of listening for that that play-by-play guy, the color guy. Yeah. I, I want you to, can you play that again? Yeah. Because if you can, 
Listen, because here's what happens. I know enough about this to know this. The color guy runs away. You can hear him real closely. Listen to this. You hear him because he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It radars on us, okay? You can hear him drift away, and he's yelling to other people in the booth, and everything's going crazy. That's that's kind of fun. They're definitely high-fiving. Here we go. Yes, if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to oh run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the yeah. football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. It's like oh Russ. Oh, my it's, God. Russ, it's like he, does a, he, he, he did a run by of his mic. He's he like, did. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, I can picture it in my head that he instantly starts running to the back of the room. Yeah. To start high, and he's high fiving and they're hugging. The people. SID is like getting hugged exactly in the back of the room because right. you've got spotters up there. Like Bloom is usually up in the. It's booth. like he forgot he was doing his job in that moment. He's just like, I don't even care. But again, I'm running around. But see, Mark, again, I think that it's almost there's a Vince Scully aspect to it. That is his job. You're, to be as, crazy. You are. You are the guy that needs to emote more than everybody you know yep especially on that sort of broadcast in for auburn football what an awesome so that was yeah that, that was i'm glad that you said 2003 because in my head i was like gosh that seems not right and i'm, I'm glad that it wasn't <sighs> that's what you're here for to correct me all right now even after you corrected me and just embarrassed my family i'm gonna play this one for you this is for you you're my friend this is for you I'm not sure where this is gonna go here Gotta call timeout. They wind the clock. Nine seconds to play, and Drew Tate doesn't know that. The game's gonna end on this play. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa! Touchdown, Iowa! No time on the clock. I don't believe what I just saw. Touchdown, Iowa! Oh my God, I can't believe what I just saw. Now, Ross, I'm happy for you. You're a Hawk fan. That's probably a big moment for you. Um,. Did he uh did, did he did he do a little swipe in there? Not that he meant to. Did he do a, what Gary Dolphin with I don't believe what I just oh, saw. You know That's the line. I know. I I I know. And I'm not saying he would have done it intentionally. Uh, yes. And I think that's a big that's obviously the huge difference. So you know, I I mean there's more to it. I, I don't. I never. It would heard have that. been more blatant if he says, "Do you believe in miracles?" <laughs> yes, something like that. I've. I know a lot of people that have that point that out. Again, it's almost like one of those first clips that we talked about. It's not what I hear. It, my when you play that clip, I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. I've got a really cool memory about that day because I was lucky enough to be working at WHO and and running the board for that game, and it was at the old. The old building we were in is still WHO-TV, the one that's kind of across the street from Central Campus in Mm -hmm. downtown Des Moines. People would know that as WHO-TV. Well, the radio studio back in, uh, that was 04, 05. I'm bad with dates. We just proved that. I'm not going there. Gosh, and and Hawkeye fans are like, well, you should know this, you dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) But I was was running the board, and that Saturday, um, I was 
running the board for the game, and the studio did not have a television in it. So I had to go downstairs into the break room for the television studio, which was a big open area. Yeah. And, the, and I had the TV on the game there, and I would watch the game there and then run back up the stairs whenever the commercial breaks were coming so I could fire the breaks for the, the network. Um, and so I can remember being... And, I had, of course, I had, I'm the only one in the building, so I had the volume cranked up so I can hear everything. I can hear Gary and Ed while I'm watching the game downstairs. And I can remember sprinting up those stairs as you know, because you watch it, you're hearing it, and uh, I, I just, yeah, that's a fun memory. Of, a very, very positive memory that's for a you. Fun one, man. Yeah. The uh, so as I was searching for clips today, I came across. Um, we don't. We're this. We're not doing this to show, but I. But I definitely. I. I love movies. You love movies, documentaries, and stuff. We talk about that all the time. I think in the future we do need to have a best movie speech show, because there's so many good. Uh, good speeches, good takeaways, like, and obviously because people can write these things and perfect them. Mm -hmm. Then I think about classics all the way back to 1985, like the Goonies, where he talks about this one right here. This one's mine. This is my wish, my dream. And it didn't come true. I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. You can tell I know that one, Ross. I've done the, uh, you're talking about Forrest Gump. I've done the, I've done the hour time speech at, uh, you know, when the Hawks would be losing at halftime. Yeah. You'd be at Kinnick Stadium, and everybody in Section 101 would be yeah. depressed and down and wanting to leave the game to go get drunk in the parking lot. Yeah. That's when I'd, listen, this is our time. Yeah. You can go up Chet's bucket if you want. <laughs> Troy. Troy's bucket. <laughs> Troy's bucket. All right, so this one I came across. It's only six seconds long. I find this very fitting in the times that we've got now. A lot of people out there are feeling like life is dealing them a lot of lemons right now. This is from the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and this is how to deal with those lemons. Hey, here's the deal. When life gives you lemons, just say fuck the lemons and bail. <laughs> That's oh. the best advice I can give you guys right now. All right. I don't need to, no, I don't need to over I don't need to overthink it. I really don't. This is uh you know, it's uh Paul Rudd with all the advice a growing boy needs right now. I like Paul Rudd. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd be down with that. The best movie speeches of all time. You know, a lot of them would be Tom Hanks' speeches. Oh, yeah. He's had a lot of great roles during our lifetime. You love the, uh, you've told me before, you love the line from Castaway. Castaway, by the way, is a, uh, Castaway's a fantastic movie. Okay, because how, how long does Castaway go? We talked about the call with Vin Scully. How long does Castaway go without a word of dialogue? You know, and that's why I almost, I, I hate this pretentious line, but I'm going to drop it anyway. I, I hate it. Drop away. That's a movie you've got to see in a movie theater with a with hundred other people because I remember that moment. I remember the exact moment that you're, you're, you're referencing here, Mark, where there's a solid, I mean, I don't know, there's a solid 25, 30 minutes, it seems like, where nothing is said. Not a word is said in this movie. It's just you're a guy. hearing tropical breezes, That's it. man. That's it for a long, long water coming in and out. That's it. Yeah, and and I remember in the theater having this like snap to consciousness of like the now of going like I I remember it going oh my like looking around and feeling like I was the only one that wasn't hypnotized for a moment and looking around the movie theater and yep. seeing whatever, if it was 200 people in that theater, those other 199 faces in the exact same trance that I was in just a second before, and yep. then I instantly fell back into it again when I looked back. That movie is just 
amazing. That is the beauty of storytelling yeah. right there. And at this time, right, so we've had a lot of things taken away from us right now. Our, our escapes, in a lot of ways, are taken away from us. You can't go to the bar. You can't run to the movie theater. You can't do a lot of those things. So right now, it's about, it's about survival mode, but it's not meaning you have to be depressed about it. It doesn't mean that you have to say, woe is me. And I'd encourage, obviously, everybody not to do those things. But it's about finding the stuff that you enjoy that you can get access to right now. And a lot of it is movies, frankly. You know, thank God for uh, Netflix. I watched Ozark Season 3 came out. I'm a big Ozark fan. Binge the crap out of that one night. Like, and I'm just like so impressed by the, the, the ability of people to craft a story. How you know they're actors. I know it's Jason Bateman in this case, but it doesn't matter. I see Marty Bird, right? And watching, re-watching those movies that mean something to you. Rewatching Castaway. Rewatching, um, you know, old movies. I watched The Man with One Red Shoe, which was from my childhood, but I watched it with my nine-year-old son. That's a Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks yeah. movie, yeah. Gosh, so, I don't even, I, 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 maybe I would remember that, Mark, if I watched it. It's not, it, I don't, well, I don't know if it was popular back then, but I grew up yeah. watching that movie. But this is a great time to, to connect with your kids and show them stuff from your past. And, and there's just a lot of downtime, right? I'm still busy with work, but when I go home, it's kind of like it's just a different feel right now. No one has that place to be. Mark, right? you just gave me a great idea, man. Yesterday, I got, we were, Chris and I on our show yesterday talked about our top five movies of all time, mm -hmm. which I thought Chris would be a joke. He actually took it pretty seriously and had a decent list. But a guy reached out to me on Twitter and sent me a movie I hadn't thought about since I was probably a 10-year-old. Yeah. Enemy Mine. I don't think I've seen it. When I was a kid, my brother and I watched three movies on just repeat. Strange Brew. Yeah. Slapshot. And Enemy Mine. And Enemy Mine was like a sci-fi movie. It was like yep. an alien... Um, and gosh, it was a it was a pretty good actor, and I can't remember who it was. Before I forget, have you seen War Games? I don't want to forget to ask you. Yeah, with Matthew Broderick. Yes, yes. Yeah, Watched I do that remember the that. other night with my kid. That's a fun one. Yep. Yeah, but I might. I hadn't thought about Enemy Mine in a long time until a guy said that to me last night. You got to introduce it him, to Eli. And I, maybe I should. This would be the time to to do that. By the way, check out a website, Soap to Go, number two, Soap to Go. dot com. Not about soap. Not about soap. Okay. Not about porn. <laughs> my my fact, mind did not fact, gone there. My son, my 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 nine year old is the one that told me about this. Dude, this thing is like the Napster for movies. Okay, um, it is. It's movies that are in theaters right now. Yeah, that you can stream for free. Which you always wonder what the catch is, and I'm not the uh, I'm not the moral police on this stuff. I mean, if it exists and you can play it, then fine, play it. Um, but you always wonder why. Well, and that's you know how my, is it working? It was how thing. is it, you my, know? My, and I and and my thought of it, what what got me through that quickly was, I'm wherever my my nine year old doesn't get in on the dark webs, yeah, right? yeah. So I'm thinking wherever he found it, it must be fairly well known or common yeah. knowledge. And yeah. So anyway, yeah, he, it's it's as simple as it seemed like. And I you know if somebody knows something different, please reach out to me on Twitter and let me know because. Soap to go brought to you by Ross Peterson. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Should Not I? Mark Charter. What uh, do you want to drop your uh, your castaway line? It's fitting in a time like this as we are getting ready to close the show. We do hope, by the way, that uh, you enjoyed this. Ross and I go into this each week a little differently based on what the week is about, how busy we are, what else is going on in our lives, family, all of that stuff. I think this week. 
uh, we came to the table with a little intention, which is not always the case with this show. Like that. Which is just giving you guys an hour to decompress and hopefully enjoy some clips and laugh a little bit. And uh, if you like the show, let us know. Because at the end of the day, Ross and I are humans. So it's nice to know if you liked it and appreciated it. We're not getting paid for this. Not, not yet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe someday, right? We do it because we enjoy doing it and hope that some people uh, that are listening enjoy it. So don't be shy if you're on Twitter and you liked it. Let us know. That uh, certainly keeps us going. But, uh, Ross, what, what is the line you love? Uh, I, I, I shared this on Facebook the day that uh, I got fired and decided that I was moving my life into to real estate here to, to yep. come with to Charterhouse. And uh, I've always thought it was, it was a line that, just stuck with me, and I loved it so much. At the end of Castaway, when he's talking to the woman that would have been his wife, and she's now married and moved on, and she, he's getting ready to walk out of the house for the last time, and she says, how did you do it? How did you, how did you survive all those days out there? And he said, because I knew that every day brought a new tide, and every tide brought a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that is, you know, it, it, there's a seize the day, whatever you want to say about it. Like you can, every day you can wake up and kind of start to make your own new, new. And, uh, and it, you can, it's easy to wake up and go, all right, man, life sucks. Let's sit on the couch and, and we'll, it, we'll just sit in the suck. Um, it just is, it feels better when you don't do that. And when you get out and try to find those opportunities, and man, just, I went on a bike ride the other day with my son. I haven't done that in forever. It felt yeah. awesome to ride my bike just for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Um, get out and walk, get out, and work around the house, get, do, do something, man. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Mark. I'm for some reason today, I felt a little bit more positive than I have yeah. the rest of this week. And uh, maybe it was coming in here to do this and just getting out of the house and kind of shaking things up a little bit. But um I'd encourage everybody to do that same thing. The virtual meetings, virtual hangouts are fantastic. We had a virtual meeting last Wednesday. I thought it was awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to doing those again because you get to see people and you get to communicate. And, and it's even kind of better because sometimes their kids are around. Like KK had Audrey with her. We all got to yeah. see the baby for a moment. And, um, you know, so there's, that helps a lot, man. That human yeah. connection helps a lot. With that, as we uh, bring the music back in, that Ross, of course, just doesn't doesn't know this music. So it's a reminder that music helps, by the way. So in times like this, music also, I talked about gratitude is the attitude. When you're being grateful for something, you're not thinking about something else. Music al- also takes your brain to a place. Uh, usually that's a good place, especially if it's uplifting music, fun music. It's got a good upbeat tempo, that type of thing. Mark, if uh, some things, uh, some guys I listen to that are fantastic if you need this. Alan Watts and Ram Das. Uh, Ram Das is an, a, an American guy, so he doesn't. You know, if you don't like accents, whatever. Alan Watts has an English accent. Ram Das can get your brain in a good good spot. Awesome. If you need help, reach out. There's people out there that care about you. Don't get uh, mired down in this. Do what you need to do to stay happy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support. 
and we will talk to you next week.